Hi gang, my name is David Vaughn. I'm so excited to teach today. I called to check on the church matriarch, Georgie Ike, a couple of days ago. Get this, she's 92 years old. And Mama Ike said, you know what, David, I've seen a lot in my 92 years, but I have never seen anything like this before going on in our world. It's like a global problem. And she said this, some people are not helping. I've learned through the years, don't give an Ike a mic. <laughs> that country song comes to mind these days, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. Is that not true right now? We're doing a series called The Good News Tour, and this one thing I do know, there's a lot I don't know, here's what I do know, the path to the good news goes through a world of bad news. But people and leaders who embrace and create good news keep moving through all the bad news. Things have, if you haven't noticed, fundamentally changed in our world. From business to sports, go Reds, to education, to politics, to the judicial system, and yes, church. Nothing has been untouched. And this is true for people who are practicing their faith here in Cincinnati watching this. It's also true today for those of you who are not practicing or simply checking out the online service today. Welcome. COVID-19 is not just an interrupter, somebody said. It's been a disruptor to everything on planet Earth. I've been reading some stories in the Wall Street Journal, and they've been talking about how everything has changed. The way that Disney operates has changed. The way travel and airlines work. The way medicine works. Even the way family celebrations work have changed. I read this staggering article the other day that said simply blowing out candles on a birthday cake might go away in coming days because of the spit and the germ it spreads, especially if you've got a lot of candles. All churches, including ours, will just simply have to learn how to pivot in this brand new world. And you'll be hearing me talk about that today a little bit, as well as each week going forward, because our future is going to be all about a movement of hope to accomplish our mission. We're going to really embrace this redemptive disruption. But as vaccines come online and we boldly move into a new post-COVID normal, we can be thankful for the return of some things. And I've got a perfect example of this today, seen in the scripture narrative that I want to share with you. It's the story that you saw on the video just a few minutes ago. It's the story of 10 guys who, believe it or not, were quarantined. Not because of COVID, but because of leprosy. Now, leprosy is not very common today, although there still is an active leprosy colony on the island of Molokai in Hawaii, I bet you didn't know that, where people are still exiled and quarantined. But leprosy today, not much, but back then it was the worst disease that could ever find a person. It attacked the body, leaving sores, missing toes and fingers, eventually losing nerve endings so that you can't feel anything at all. I know a lot of people who have emotional leprosy right now, by the way. They have become so desensitized to feeling anything, which is very bad right now. Feeling pain is a friend. As Jerrica taught last weekend, pain can be your greatest teacher. You want to know how leprosy was spread in their day? This is fascinating. It's a bacterial infection back then that was spread by, wait for it, airborne 
respiratory droplets. That's right, through coughs or sneezes or close contact. I used to think it was because you touched a person, no. So many parallels between leprosy and COVID-19, it's scary. Back then though, leprosy might take 30 years to run its course. I hope COVID doesn't take that long, but it would take that long tragically for someone to die from it. Physical quarantine as well as emotional and relational quarantine were required. Back then you couldn't see your children if you had leprosy, your grandchildren, your family, no touching, no talking in close range. Does that sound familiar to you? Worse yet, if you had leprosy back in Jesus' day, you had to stand at a distance and yell, unclean, unclean to anybody coming your way, which is a lot harder than wearing a mask. All the things they had to do back then, nothing compared with what we have been encouraged to do today if we've got COVID or to keep COVID from happening. I got just a very small taste of this in my own self-quarantine the last couple of weeks. I got word that I and John T, by the way, might have been exposed to COVID-19 at a breakfast meeting several weeks ago with someone who tested positive. Thank God we all wore masks at that meeting, which probably saved all of us. But to be uber cautious and safe, Donna and I decided to self-quarantine for a while. I am fine, by the way. I so appreciate all of you who heard about this and texted me or emailed me to check on me. You know it's serious, though. When you get placed on the fellowship class email prayer list, that's how you know. But these 10 lepers, they smelled awful. I, I don't think that was me, but they smelled awful. They looked awful and people were repulsed and turned away. Actually, they ran away from people with leprosy, but not Jesus. I love this about him. He runs to people that others run away from. Let me read you the story here in Luke chapter 17, make a few comments about it. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. I love it that he is walking along the borders. We are called to walk and travel along the borders and boundaries of our world, to go like Jesus did into no man's land because no man or no woman is beyond his reach. And it says, as he was going into a village, Ten men who had leprosy met him. There's our word. You already know what it means to have leprosy. They stood at a distance. That was social protocol. And they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Not only did they call out unclean, they added a second phrase, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. They saw in Jesus the only hope to their situation. Could I just ask you kind of a personal question? Who do you call master in your life right now? That's who you'll call out to when life is at its worst. Have pity on us. And when Jesus saw them, notice there's something about seeing people in pain that Jesus models for us. When he saw them, he said two things. Go show yourself to the priest. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed. As they went they were cleansed. They were healed on their way. If they hadn't have gone, they would not have been healed. Action was required. Let me just ask you a question. Are you on your way to healing or more hurting? Are you on your way to gratitude, as we're going to find out in just a moment, or are you on your way to grumbling? But I love the phrase, 
Jesus gave them the order, the edict, go show yourself to the priest. When Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, in their day, those priests were not just clergy, they were the local health officials. So let me just call a timeout and go where I didn't want to go, but I feel like I have to. The people here in their day were encouraged to follow the official health guidelines and procedures. I don't need to tell you that masks are a flashpoint right now, especially in Ohio. I'm choosing not to fight about them, but the news is reporting that Ohio is one of the states in the U.S. least likely to comply with guidelines about masks. Does that surprise you? Not me. Funny, Jesus calls us to lay down our life for others. Wearing a mask seems like a small inconvenience compared to that. Oh, I've got some emails recently about this whole mask issue and why are we allowing the government to tell me or us what to do with masks or social distancing or services. And by the way, I'm under no delusion that I can trust everyone in government. But I do trust the healthcare professionals in our church that I do know. I know their hearts. So here's where I've landed on this. Paul tells us in Romans to submit to the governing authorities as to God. And this was written, mind you, when Caesar was throwing Christians to lions. So we're trying to do what Jesus asked them to do. We're trying to comply with masks and restrictions on indoor seating right now, especially in a church, because that's like the worst environment, we are told, for this disease to spread. So we're going to stay outside for a while. I'm enjoying it. If you are up to coming and at our service on a Sunday morning, we had almost 600 last Sunday outside. 10 o'clock, we'll be there. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to being there after my quarantine. I miss meeting inside this church building just as much as you, if not more. But friend, you are the church. You are the building of God. Since when does worshiping indoor make or break you as a Christian? In fact, if that's the only thing that's helping you grow spiritually, I have done a mighty poor job pastoring you on how to be a disciple and a disciple maker. Our future strategy, especially now that COVID is here, will not be about just gathering, but scattering. Not just about a building or a service. Why? Because you are the building. You are the service to others. And that has never been more true than right now. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. And notice this, verse 15. One of them, I love this guy. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back. Only one. I've noticed only one out of ten people have the appreciation, the gratefulness, the spirit of thankfulness that this guy had. Most of us live very ungrateful lives. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He used to shout, oh, I love this. He used to shout out in a loud voice, unclean. He'd yelled for so long, he didn't know what else to do. Now he uses that same loud voice to praise God. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. 
Some of you know from John Tisovich's teaching a couple weeks ago about the Samaritan woman. Jews and Samaritans did not get along. This leper was outcast and marginalized, not just because of his medical condition, but also because of his ethnicity. Boy, there's a strong story here because the least likely guy they would have thought to return was this Samaritan, yet he turned out to be the example. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? I bet Jesus looked around. Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Oh, when we return to in-house, in-person, indoor worship, which someday we will, don't know when. We're taking it a week at a time. When we return, there will be a lot of giving praise to God by foreigners like you and I. Has no one done this? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. When I was reading that, I asked myself the question, why did that leper, why did he return? I got one answer, one word for you, thankfulness. Make sure your gratitude and your thanksgiving leads to action. This guy was grateful. I guess those other nine guys might have been, but not enough to come back. This dude is so thankful that his emotional dam breaks. He cries out. He falls at Jesus' feet. Because when your bucket is full, it doesn't take much to spill out. And we have a lot of people watching here who are part of our church family now, and they understand. Because when you've been forgiven much, you have much to celebrate and rejoice about. And the tears flow. I've been doing probably some crying lately, grieving some things, but I've been celebrating with some tears of joy with some things too. And it seems to me that worshiping God and showing gratitude is a huge part of thriving right now in COVID. This guy can teach us some lessons. As bizarre as it sounds, I am thankful for Corona. I know that sounds horrible and weird because it has taught me lessons that cannot be learned any other way. It will allow our church to go places we never would have gone before, but we're forced to now. Problems have become opportunities. Barriers have become blessings. We got a whole new series coming up in just a few weeks called Because COVID. And we're gonna unpack the blessings and burdens of COVID. But we need to start getting serious about being grateful. How grateful are you in your life? It'll help you cope with everything COVID. I heard about a short-term missions trip back in the 1990s. A pastor named Jack Hinton from North Carolina was leading worship at a leper colony on a remote island in the Philippines. There was time for one more song at the end of the service. So Pastor Jack asked if anyone had a request. And a woman who had been facing away from the pulpit turned around. Jack said it was the most hideous face he had ever seen. The woman's nose and facial features were almost entirely gone by the disease. But she lifted a partial finger in the air and asked, Pastor, can we sing, Count Your Many Blessings? Have you ever heard that classic hymn of the faith? It says, when upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, 
Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings to see what God has done. Overcome with emotion, Pastor Jack left that service after singing that song. He was followed out by a team member who said, Jack, I guess you'll never be able to sing that song again. Oh, yes, I will, he replied, but I'll never sing it the same way again. How grateful are you really? You may think you got problems. I can introduce you to somebody who really does have problems. I think that's why Jesus said, rise, your faith has made you well. Get up. These lepers needed something, someone, more than physical healing. What they needed was a saving relationship with Jesus. It's what you need. I heard someone say this. I think it's profoundly true. They said, we are right now drowning in information while starving for wisdom. Drowning in information. We all are. I'm, it's overload for info right now. But we're drowning. We're thirsty. We're hungry for wisdom. So let me just say this. Jesus is the only answer and cure for our COVID chaos right now. In fact, Jesus is the answer to everything in our world. Always has, always will be, because everything is better with Jesus. Even COVID is better with Jesus. The very last verse of that Count Your Blessings song, I think so much applies to us right now in this good news tour, in a bad news culture. Here's what it says. You can claim it today. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Friend, you need to trust Jesus like never before. Like the quarantine leper, faith can make you well too. This is good news. You can become a part of the tour. There was another man in the Bible by the name of Naaman who was also stricken with this deadly disease of leprosy. And he was told to dip seven times in the muddy Jordan River to be cleansed. I'd do that to be cleansed from COVID. This guy wanted to do it for leprosy. He went all in. You have an opportunity to do that any week at our church, but on August the 9th coming up, our intention is to do an outdoor service. We have baptized, and you'll see the sign, a number of people already this year. Your name and number could be added to that count. That's what all in means. COVID-19 has affected us in every way, but it's just one small thing in the middle of a good news tour that Jesus wants to share and be a part of in your life. Go to the Good Shepherd on this good news tour and you will find that it will make you grateful and thankful. And so your homework this week is to see if you can go a whole week without complaining. Maybe I should just make it a little easier. How about a whole day without grumbling? See if you can do it. You'll find your life is better because everything is better with Jesus. Let me pray for you. Dear God, thank you for those watching today. Thank you for this grateful and thankful leper who left cleansed inside and out. Help us to be thankful. Help us to have an attitude of gratitude every day. It's such a spirit and an attitude that COVID can't steal it. Christ can redeem it. So I pray that for every person right now in Jesus' name. Amen.